Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time for the Rami and Tim Show with your hosts, Rami Makloff and the franchise, Tim Allen. Three o'clock hour on Rami and the franchise, 1250 AM, the fan. Uh, Tweet here from local sports fan. We were just talking about Rob Manfred and what a clown he is. Uh, Once upon a time, this is from local sports fan, a homeless man committing a B&B after hours at my high school told me what Bud Sealing wants, Bud Sealing gets. Well, oh, we sure could use Bud right now. Rob Manfred is both a clown and a failure. Hashtag MLB. Bud, was, Bud had his flaws. I took mm-hmm. issue with some of the things that Bud did and some of the things Bud let go on, but much better commissioner than Rob. Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner of any professional sports organization in my lifetime, Tim. Now, you're older than me. In my lifetime, he is the the worst commissioner of a major professional sport that I've ever seen. Hands down. You, it's not even close. You might be right. And it's organizational skills that I think start at the top. And, and, and it, you know, part of that is the communication process of that. Other parts are, I mean, who are you consulting with to get your information that you should wait on constructing your roster that's going to start in oh i don't know less than 90 days uh you're going to be having baseballs flying around i feel like i'm the only well you too now but i feel like we're the only ones who are saying anything i haven't seen one gm or owner come out and go uh hey guys um we using DHs or not? Like, you would think somebody around baseball would have said something by now. But whatever. You think I could take him? You think I could take Rob Manfred if it was I think so. in the yeah. octagon? Yeah, okay. I think, so. I think for, for sure. I think even our, our producer, Evan Heffel Flipper, could do that, too. Evan, can, Evan? Uh, welcome in again. Thank you. Uh, do, you th- do you think you could take him? All I need to do, and I say this anytime my name gets involved in a fight, is all I need to do is just sit on him. That's all I really need to do. That's uh, just... <laughs> smother him get him out of the way i guarantee you i could be a better commissioner than rob manfred yeah rami you don't know evan long but uh he can put a hurting on a buffet that's for sure oh he's a big boy and i I was i was i mean i'm still kind of a big boy but i I was a big boy one time and the last thing you want if you if you're tussling with the big boy don't let him get his arms around you because then (laughs) you're going to the ground he's going to be on top of you He's got control and there's there's just there's nothing you can do at that point unless you're like crazy strong but uh, if you got an evan or like 300 pound rami just wrapping their arms around you and falling down on top of you it's it's game over man it's lights out and that probably would be my approach with rob manford in all honesty he could be wiry tim you never know about those wiry guys <laughs> they got mm-hmm. that they got that hidden strength you know hey yeah, uh james Hart is one of those wire <laughs> James Harden is one of those guys who has like wiry strength. Now, I mean, now he's a little bit, he's more chubby than he is wiry, but Tim, did you see the latest chapter in uh, James Harden and the Houston Rockets and the sands going through the hourglass down there? I, I did, uh, but let's, let's catch our listeners up just, just from the start when, when this, you know, debacle started with James Harden, just because we're all we're all looking over at Brooklyn now with some dysfunction, but let's look at James Harden just a little bit. Yeah, Kyrie Irving took some of the heat off of James Harden. James Harden he did. Like, Hold up, buddy. I got this. He's like, I got the crazy handles. You just wait right there. So James Harden <laughs> didn't want to report to Rockets training camp. Wanted to trade. That didn't happen. He finally showed up looking like Rick Ross. They're calling him Thick Ross. 
He's probably carrying about 12, 15, 20 extra pounds that James Harden should not be carrying. He has not, he has not performed up to James Harden levels this year. There have been games that he's just missed. And it's, it's been a tense situation, to say the least, up there, or down there, I should say, in Houston between James Harden and yeah. the Houston Rockets. Well, last night, after a pummeling at the hands of LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers, James Harden finally just, after not talking to reporters for a minute, let it all out. What's going on between him and the Houston Rockets? Which is not good enough. Uh, obviously, chemistry, talent-wise, just everything. And it was clear, um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. I mean, this, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. That he just got up and walked away from the podium, Tim. Well, that you're one was of the reasons right why there. it can't be fixed. I mean, he's he's one of the reasons. I mean, look in the mirror. I mean, you say it can't be fixed. You're you're part of the problem. So if you solve your part, then maybe the other the other solutions come into play. Well, what if he's right that they're just not good enough? Do you blame him for wanting out? I mean, James Harden is no spring chicken. We were talking yesterday about how Aaron Rodgers only has so many cracks at this thing. James Harden only has so many cracks at this thing. And if he thinks it's just not good enough and it can't be fixed. Now, you can take issue with the way that he's trying to force himself out of there. But do you Mm -hmm. take issue with him trying to force himself out of there? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. But I do it privately. And I do it which might leave a good taste in the uh, uh, owner's mouths or the the fan base. Especially. One second. Heffelfliffer just told me that there's breaking news on James Harden as we talk about this. What's going on there, Evan? According to both Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharanya, the Houston Rockets are trading James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. No. No, no, no. Did they say what's going in return? See, not yet. It was just announced. Go ahead, Timmy. I want to know if the Bucs were involved at all. I want to know if there was at least a conversation. Pe- people have talked about, well, in the NBA, you, uh, Rami, and uh, everybody have talked about putting something with Giannis. Uh, no knock on Middleton, the all-star. I mean, he's a very good basketball player. They're bringing Holiday. I mean, I, I get it, but it's not like the big three. Okay, in the last few years, maybe we've lowered the bar to you absolutely don't need a big three, but you definitely need a big two. You need a Batman and a Robin. Okay. Well, we're, we're the Milwaukee Bucks at least it, having a phone call or two. Here we go. Back to communication. Were you working the phones here? Did you even inquire? That's the thing. That's the other thing. I would love to know if the Bucks even inquired about Harden. What do you think? I, did they inquire about him? We didn't hear any reports that they did. At least I, I didn't see any. Evan, correct me if I'm wrong, if there was anything out there from credible sources saying that the Bucks inquired on James Harden. I do remember when, when all this first started, well, not when it first started to rumble, but a couple of weeks after this thing had been rumbling between Harden and the Rockets during training camp, he put out a list of teams that he would accept a trade to, and I believe the Bucks were on there. I think it was the Bucks, the Heat, the Sixers, and the Brooklyn Nets, who he is apparently yes. headed to now. And now in the most recent rumors that have been circulating in the wake of the most, the most recent blow-up between those two parties... I heard the two. I only heard two teams that had inquired and were trying to work out a deal for James Harden, and it was Philly and the team that just reportedly acquired him, the Brooklyn yep. Nets. I'd never, through this whole thing, heard that the Bucks had interest in James Harden. I heard James Harden had interest in coming to the Bucks, never vice versa. So the Bucks during the preseason, they were linked in, and they were kind of one of those teams that Harden threw in as that he was interested in, and a lot of the pundits threw the Bucks in as a possibility, but. The Bucks were pretty quick to say that maybe they had looked into it, but they really didn't see anything there, and they pulled themselves out of the running pretty early. Yeah, more interested and, in Bogdanovich, which, hey, you know, there's something to be said about that too, but still, it's hurt, not James Harden. Looks like he's gonna, it looks like he's going to miss some time, and no, he's not James Harden. I, right. And I, I know we're going to hear from the Chris Middleton fan club, and I welcome you to the Rami and the franchise experience here on 1250 AM The Fan at 414 799-1250. But, Tim, what you just pointed out is what I've been saying about the Bucks since Giannis rose to an MVP level, which is you have your Batman, 
you need to go and find your Robin. You need to find that superstar to put alongside him because superstars win series in the NBA. Evan, you have more you have, uh, details on this trade over there? Yeah, so my guess is we're going to get a lot more details coming in the next hour or two just because this could be more complex of a trade than we originally thought. Sham Sharanya saying that they're trading James Harden and sending four first-round picks, or the Nets are sending four first-round picks, four draft swaps, so that's literally all the picks they'd be allowed to trade. Uh, they're sending Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and there could be another team or two involved. So this could get pretty crazy. Yeah, breaking, breaking news, news on, on the, the fan, fan is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz fans. <laughs> Find out how go. far an extra mile really goes. That's what happens when you have two pros working a radio yeah. show, Timmy. We're, uh, just, it, we're, we're two on top of it. It's just m- more evidence, if you will, in, in, in the court of uh, judge, judgment of the Milwaukee Bucks. It's more evidence... That I don't, I'm not sure that Milwaukee is a destination for NBA players. And I, I wish to God I didn't even have to say that. Who wouldn't want to play with Giannis? That's not, that's not it. James Harden said he would come here. He, they were on the list. If, if they this were going to stack is, a team. The Bucks apparently not interested or thinking the price was too high. If they were going to stack a team, they'd have done it by now. You've seen both LA teams doing it. Now you've seen Brooklyn do it. I mean, now is the time to stack. And we're screwing around with George Hills and West Matthews and I could go Bledsoe's. And I mean, I like Brooke Lopez, Middleton. I love the holiday. I love the holiday deal. Love it. Love it. Love it. But but it's not stackables like like, you know, A.D. and, and LeBron. LeBron gets what he wants. I mean, he, he does. Giannis should get what he wants, too, and he should get another stud. He should get another superstar in the NBA. When is he going to get the legit, and I know you mentioned Chris Middleton, and, and he is a, he's, he's a star player in the NBA. Don't get me wrong. But is he a stud superstar by everyone's definition? The answer is no. He doesn't rank with Kawhi Leonard when it comes to stackables. It's just... It's horrible news today. Now, I will say this also, that this is why the NBA may be uh, its, uh, continuing its ascension in the ranks of popularity in the United States and abroad. Because of yep. things like this. I get it. Yep. It's, great. It, it's, it's great theater. It is. But, man, I, how many years do we have to go here in Milwaukee without stacking here? And where everybody, not just me as a Bucks fan, and yay, go Bucks, and I'm going to love them even if they don't have Giannis. And, you know, when is everybody in the NBA world and its fan base going to say that team is the one to beat or that team along with that team is the one to beat and one of them is Milwaukee? It It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, there's no doubt, though, Tim, that that drama and pettiness and controversy and player movement, having storylines mm-hmm. around your sport, which the NBA always has, it does. is good for your sport. It's good for the popularity, just having some buzz around it. Evan has more on this trade. What you got, Evan? Yeah, Woj is reporting with Ramona Shelburne that, of course, James Harden's going to Brooklyn in a three-way deal with Cleveland, Karis LeVert, Dante Exum, Radion's Kurik's four first-round picks, including the Cavs' 2022 first-round pick via the Bucks, and four Nets pick swaps are going to Houston with Jared Allen and Torian Prince going to the Cavs. Well, shut my mouth. Tim, the Bucks you, were involved. Look as, at that. <laughs> are you as confused as I am by NBA trades? It's constantly. Every time there's every time there's an NBA trade, I just stop even trying to follow it halfway through the paragraph that it takes yeah. to explain it, all the players, where they're going. It's it's it sends your head spinning. But Tim, you're talking about stacking, and why aren't the Bucks stacking? And we're watching the Lakers do it. We're watching the Clippers do it. I think as good a reason as any for the Bucks to at least be in on James Harden and the discussions is because the two teams that have any shot of knocking you off the top of the Eastern Conference were the ones who were the most serious about going and getting him. And I know they have their issues in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving and everything that's been going on with him lately. I know that James... 
I know that James Harden can be volatile himself, and there are going to be some things they have to figure out on and off the court with those two guys as the season moves along. But a, 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 a trio of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, if those guys have their head on straight, good luck, man. Good luck, Giannis, yep. going yep. to battle with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday at your side against against that trio of dudes. Evan has even more on this trade before we go to a break. Go ahead, Evan. So now the Rockets are trading Karis LeVert to the Indiana Pacers for Victor Oladipo. So it'll be a Good package. Lord, what? Yeah, so it'll be Victor Oladipo to the Rockets for a package around Karis LeVert. And we found out the picks uh, from Brooklyn, all of them unprotected, and it's all the picks that they're allowed to trade under the Steepian deal. So they're cashed out another trade is happening along with this trade that isn't part of this trade this is we're going to be breaking this down for a while yeah and, Until six and they threw apparently. in yeah yeah and they threw in a, a wilson Contreras baseball card too and it's just it's just sad this is bad news by the way this is bad news on the fan today what's what's bad news brought to you by Bad news is brought to you by Rami and and the franchise. <laughs> Afternoons two to six. More bad news coming up. <laughs> We're in the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. James Harden gonna be a net. How does that make you feel, Bucks fans? Would you have liked to see the Bucks in on that? Got some tweets I already see at 12:50 a.m. The fan calling us idiots. That might be true. You can give us a call 414-799-1250. <laughs> Rami and the franchise will be back right after this on 12:50 a.m. The fan, a radio.com sports station. Rami and Tim, Rami and the franchise, soon to be called, on 1250 AM, the fan, in the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. Breaking news before the break, and that is that James Harden has been traded. He is now, well, I don't know, it's not official yet. He will be a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Are we calling it a three-way deal, Evan? Is that how this whole thing worked out, or are, they, are we considering these two separate trades, and does it even matter? As far as I can tell, I think they're all, it's a four-team, one a four team. full trade. <laughs> Four team, one. Tr- okay, just give See? me, give me, give me the basics. Give me the bones of this thing and what I need to know. And the question out there is, does this worry you, Bucks fans, that now you have Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden playing in Brooklyn? And would you have liked to have seen the Bucks in on it? Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty or tweet at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Tim and I are not bright enough to follow NBA trades. So Evan, just break. What do I need to know about this trade? What are the major moving parts, and what did they get for James Harden? So the major move is James Harden is heading to the Nets. The Nets are sending yes. Karis LeVert and I believe Jared Allen to the Pacers. The Pacers are sending Victor Oladipo to the Rockets. And the Rockets are also acquiring four unprotected first-round picks and four pick swaps from the Nets. So basically, every trade or uh, every draft pick they were eligible to trade, they traded. Yep. Among a couple of other, good deal. Uh, probably a couple <laughs> other uh, players as well going in this trade somewhere. Well, and and when you look at, I know what what Buck, Bucks fans are going to tell me, and they're going to tell me that. We don't want the bitterness. We don't want the negativity in Milwaukee here. We're the Milwaukee Bucks. We don't want that, you know, a bad attitude. We don't need a bad attitude here. Then they're going to say, well, they like the ball hog. Both Harden and, and Giannis. I mean, you gotta, you're going to have two ball hogs on the court at the same time? No, I want two guys that can hog the game at any point in any playoff game. If one isn't who, dominating I'll- the game, the other one can. I want somebody who can shoot a jumper or even a three-pointer when, when the game is on the line or can go to the free-throw line or that you can put, put the ball in his hands when you know your guy is going to be fouled when you have a lead late in a playoff game and he's going to go to the free-throw line with a 90-plus percent chance of sinking free-throws. That, that's what you need to put alongside Giannis. The, the comparison for Giannis is Shaq. And Shaq doesn't do what he does without a Kobe by his side. And Kobe doesn't do what he does without a Shaq by his side. But what Kobe was to Shaq was a cold-blooded killer who you could put the ball in his hands at the end of the game, and he was either going to hit a jump shot or he was going to be fouled and go to the line and hit his free throws because he had ice in his veins. For everything that Giannis is great at doing, his skills don't really 
don't really accommodate being a closer in a game. Same as it didn't for Shaq, because people were just going to foul him and put him on the line. He didn't have an outside or a mid-range game to speak of. You need to put a a Kobe next to Shaq, and yep. I don't think they have that in terms of the makeup, the the ice in the veins, and the abilities of ha- being able to drain a three-pointer, being able to sink a free throw yep. when the game is on the line. Magic had Kareem. I mean, they that was their studs. Instead, we have Magic and Giannis and then a bunch of Kurt Rambuses. Now, you can make the argument that Byron Scott is is Middleton, Okay, you can. So there's some pieces that go around it. It's just aggravating to me knowing that other teams are doing this. And, okay, so you're saying Giannis's career is not done yet. There's still long, many years, big contract. It's a super max, and it's a whole deal. There's time, there's time, there's time. I think with regards to the Bucs, as well as the Brewers, but Bucks in specific here, when is it the time then to get the other one, let alone the other two, but let's get the other one that would just, it, it, even even if it didn't work out by statistical definition of a big two, even if that didn't work out, the perception that it is a big two is a challenge in itself. And I'm waiting for the Bucks to do this. I don't know, maybe it's a salary cap thing. Maybe it's a... I don't know what it is, but maybe it's a guys don't want to come to Milwaukee. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm, I'm still waiting for that. I'm still waiting for a big two. CJ tweets in and says, for the love of God, we don't want him. And the only way it works is by cap space. The only way it works by cap space is Lopez has to go. More important, all caps, we don't want him. See, If, if Lopez has to go to get James Harden, I like I like Brooke Lopez, but he, he's got to go. Evan, you got something on this back there? I just I think you guys are criminally underrating Drew Lopez and Chris Middleton on this team. Now, yes, I'm Brooke biased Lopez. as a big Bucks fan. I just Chris Middleton has shown that he is he can do everything that a number two to a superstar can do. He's averaging 23 points, six rebounds, six assists. He's leading the team in assists. He's playing great defense against some of the other team's best defenders. So Evan, at, at the end of a playoff game, you, you feel good putting the ball in Chris Middleton's hands. I do, and I think it's game shown. Game on the line. He, I mean, it's, people don't talk about it, but he has multiple game winners for the Bucks in his career. With in that, the playoffs? In the playoffs, he has that game-tying shot against the Celtics a couple years ago, the 40-footer to tie the game to get the game into overtime. I, with his, his turnaround post-jumper uh, that he has, I with that I I think he is that number two and Drew Holiday I mean he might be the most underrated player in the NBA with what he brings is all NBA defense he can score just like Eric Bledsoe could in the paint but he adds a jump shot while okay. playing the toughest offensive matchup on the other side I think this Bucks team I mean that Drew Holiday trade was the move to put them in the championship contention I think because you would have had to trade Chris Middleton and Brook for uh for James Harden. You did? I don't think you had to? Yes. Really? Because Are you sure well, you're sure about that? Because I thought it was a bunch of baseball cards to get him. It <laughs> No, it would have you either had to for money wise you would have had to trade either Giannis or Chris Middleton because you couldn't trade Yeah, he's probably right about that. Because you, okay. you have to match you have to match money in the NBA. And good old okay. KS tweets in says any it. deal for Harden would have had to have had Middleton included. I'm probably okay with that. Then goes on to say Chris is pretty much Giannis's best friend. Oh, well. Additionally, Giannis doesn't like Harden. Dude, Scottie Pippen still has a scar in his chin from the stitches that Dennis Rodman gave him when he was a member of the Pistons, and those two seem to work it out. So Giannis and James Harden ex- exchanging petty jabs in the media around All-Star break last year I'm sure is something that they could get over. And Evan, let me ask you this. For all the basketball analysis he gave there, and it was all very good and all very valid and all very true, uh, you're at the playground, and Giannis shows up with Drew Holiday and uh, and Chris Middleton, and Kevin Durant shows up with James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Who you got? No doubt. They seem to work it out under the their salary confinements. You know, they they seem to they seem to get it done. They're last checked an NBA team. Also, they got the big three. I mean. At some point, maybe the stars will line up where it's just a, 
expiring contracts or it's money for money and it makes sense and maybe just someday maybe I'll keep I'll keep hoping and I still believe that the Bucks are one of the best teams in the East I do top three easy right so maybe a few things go their way in the postseason they find themselves in the finals I'm not ruling that out I'm just saying it's more of a bigger picker, picture of frustration of not ever having this in Milwaukee, where it's this blockbuster. And believe me, I appreciate uh, every, every uh, ounce of Giannis being in a Bucks uniform. I do, and and he's a special player. He's he's sort of that he's sort of that guy. But maybe once the stars align up, where it happens here, and it just I every mean- year it just doesn't. We got to hit a break, but what? What's your answer to the question? I just threw it, Jeff. And those, those two, those two, uh, three on three teams show up at the park. Who are you laying your money down now? Sorry, I was on the phone with the. No, all good. Listener. All good. I'll I'll repeat it. Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday show up to the park for a pickup game, and here comes Chris. Here comes uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Who you got? I would pick uh, James Harden, Durant, and Irving. Thank you. And I'm not saying that supporting cast doesn't matter. It certainly matters. But superstars win series. And that's the best trio of superstars in the East now. And it's not close. I'm sorry, but it's not close. We'll keep taking your thoughts on this. 414-799-1250. You can tweet the show at 1250 AM The Fan. I see we got some guys on hold. I see some tweets. Hang right there. We'll get your thoughts. We'll hear from Nick Collins at 345. All that on Rami and the Franchise on 1250 AM The Fan. Does it pick up at some point? It's Handlebars by the Flowbots. I'm not familiar with the song or the band, but... Okay. It's Rami and the Franchise, 1250 AM The Fan. This segment brought to you by Tally's Tap and Eatery. Wednesday is homemade dinner night with drink specials, including $3.50 on wine splits and $3 domestic bottles of beer. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive. In Waukesha, if you're just tuning in, James Harden is a rocket. It's a big, convoluted trade that involves a lot of teams and a lot of people. Victor Oladipo and a lot of draft picks are headed to Houston. Go to Adrian Wojnarowski's Twitter account to get all the mm-hmm. details and break it down. But that's that's what you need to know. Yeah. 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250am. The fan asking, does, does this worry you that they have their big three now? In, in in Brooklyn, and would you have liked to have seen the Bucks in on this? Let's get in Carl on the south side, who called the Bart Winkler show this morning and torched the Rami and Tim show. What's up, Carl? Yeah, man, I, I sure did, man. Um, and, and you gotta you gotta be very very weary with me, man. I was very emotional this morning because it is <laughs> this is only y'all third day, so you know I got I gotta be very patient with y'all. Uh, a lot of times I don't understand your takes especially because you guys aren't Packer fans. Like, I, I know that you're from Minnesota or something like that. And uh, I'm from Chicago by way of Minnesota. Is that your radio, Carl, or where is that echo coming from? I'm in, I'm in a truck. I'm a truck driver. So, you got Okay. Just bear with me, Rami. But, I mean, look. Hey, this, this, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I'm okay with that. But what you got on the bugs, Carl? Well, I'm hurt right now. This, this, this says it all. This is just like Packer fans. Coming into the, the Bucks world, it's the same old saying. They want everything to be the Packer way, and Milwaukee Bucks can't get the best player because oh, he has an attitude problem, or oh, this guy doesn't—you know—he doesn't fit well in the system. BS. James Harden was the perfect fit for Giannis under the Kumpo. He's a guy that can create his own shot. Giannis cannot. Oh my! It, it, it's so nerve-wracking to try to explain this to, to basketball novices. They don't understand the game of basketball where it's headed. It's headed to an AAU-style type of basketball. It's no longer the days where there's a, a, a dominant center just sitting under the basket with his back turned. Those days are gone. You need a guy that can create his own. Chris Middleton does not do that. Chris Middleton, oh, my God, he, he, he doesn't even have the same sweat on the same court as James Harden. I'm telling you right now, bro, it is so ridiculous to believe that we can win with this team. Carl, appreciate the call, man. Yeah, Carl, and I I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Brewers baseball while I got you on the line here. (laughs) 
No, let me say this. They're probably screaming the same thing on a show in Philadelphia right now. And and I know there's been dysfunction in Philly for a couple of years. And I don't know if the chemistry between Embiid and Simmons is part of that. But they're saying they want theirs, too. They, they're they saying in, in, in Philly, they're saying, well, we should have a big three then, Embiid, Simmons, and, and, and Harden. But right now it's Embiid, Simmons, and who do you throw in there? An an Eric Bledsoe type in, I don't know, uh, who's who's on Philly off the top of my head? Tobias Harris, Danny Green. I mean, they're a, a bunch of periphery players as well. So they're probably screaming the same thing. I agree with you, Carl, that I, it, it's just what I hear from fans a lot over the years is we don't want the bad attitude here. And it's just sometimes – you know, there's there's been players that have come in here with a reputation. Rami, your guy into the Brewer system was uh, uh, Aramis Ramirez. He came advertised as man. He's got a bad a bad attitude in the club. Never yep. happened. It never happened. There was nothing there. There was nothing ever there. Maybe maybe Harden feels it a little bit, and it's a bunch of smiles, and they're just and rolling. Tim, you know, I, I don't I don't even I don't even dispute that that Kyrie Irving and and James Harden are, and I'm using I'm I'm only using this in the locker room sense because I think both are fine dudes off the court. You know what I mean? I don't think either of them are bad people, but just in a locker room sense. Both those guys can be volatile and can be combustible and maybe even have a, have a shelf life in, in, in a certain city or within a certain organization. Those are all things that I think might be valid to say about them. But people are saying the same thing about Kevin Durant when he went, when he went to Golden State after the way things went down between him and Russell Westbrook in OKC. Does Kevin, and Kevin Durant had already started sparring with the media before then and, 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 and had the same kind of reputation around him and people are like well is he going to destroy the locker room in golden Mm -hmm. state they seem they seem to figure it out and yeah it came to an end and maybe it came to a bad end depending on what reports you believe on his way out of golden state but guess what they won a couple championships with a final before it came to an end if james harden comes to milwaukee and it's 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 volatile and there are bumps in the road and and three or four years from now you have to say goodbye to him but you won a championship or two along the way you're you're okay with that aren't you Uh, yeah here's a here's a a tweet from kirk 26 he said on paper yes but look at the mental makeup of those three you think they keep it together during crunch time in the playoffs you really think there's enough balls and possessions for those three we'll see Look, the the mental makeup and the possibility of that thing blowing up because of the personalities that they are all very real. If they keep it together, though, if those guys can get along and Kyrie Irving starts showing up for work and not going to parties without a mask and posting videos of it to Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else that he can, if those three guys get right and get along with each other, good luck come the Eastern Conference Finals when it's going to be the Bucks and the Nets. Good well, luck going up against that big three. Wouldn't you want to roll the dice and, and give it a try at some point? Yeah. And, and maybe the stars yeah. just haven't lined up properly. And, and, and I don't know this. Maybe the um, Horst and the gang are, are really – they've been working the phones for years to try and get, you know, another superstar into Milwaukee. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the case, but just – at some point, the results have to be there, and and working within the restraints of money here is is one of the more confusing things in all of sports in the NBA. Because one I don't more call on this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tim. Yeah, I don't. I don't get all that, Rami. I, I I claim to be no expert about the financial world of the NBA and their cap space and their expiring dead money and and all of this. I I, I don't. But you would think, you know, Tim, over the course I've, of years, I've, it would line up at one point. I've asked multiple GMs, both in, in the NFL and the NBA, if the salary cap is even real. Is that even a real thing? Because it always <laughs> seems like when, when you want to work around the salary cap, there's a way to work around the salary cap, and there's a way to make a trade happen somehow, some way. Yeah, it always seems like, seems like they that. can find – and they every time I ask that, they kind of chuckle and kind of give you a wink and a – they, they could find a way. That's all I'm gonna say, and I I know that I, I know that I'm saying that without like in-depth knowledge of how they can find a way. I'm fully aware of of where I'm coming from with that. I'm just telling you, 
I don't think the salary cap is a real thing in any sport. I think I there's even be, I, always I, I, a way around it. There's always a way to renegotiate contracts to include a, a guy or a draft yeah, pick in a trade. Yeah. There's always a way. Let's get one more call in on this. It is, who is it, Evan? Mike? Mike, you're on Rami and the franchise. What's up, buddy? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. I think this kind of does tip the scales towards Brooklyn. and It kind of gets me. You know, I would have liked James Harden on the Milwaukee Bucks. But I think the Bucks are just one good sixth man away, you know, a consistent scorer off the bench. And we have a really good makeup of a team. I think we really have it, but we're just that one guy that's consistently coming off the bench and scoring for us away. You know, yeah. but I, do I think wouldn't be this upset, Mike. Brooklyn. I, I'll tell you this. I wouldn't be this upset if it weren't in the East. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. know, it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be a little easier to handle if this was just to a Western Conference team. Yeah, it's a kind of a hard pill to swallow. I just can't see how they let the NBA let them give up so much for it. It's yeah, it's it's a hard pill to swallow. But I still like the makeup of the Bucks, and I think they do got the team. We just Agreed. need that one more piece. I think they're good. Thanks for taking I, my call, guys. Yep, I think the Bucks are good. There's no question they're good. They're they're one of the best in the East. Look, still, would I count them out in a series against Brooklyn? Am I saying I give them no chance in a series against the Nets and those three guys? No, I'm not saying that. If you ask me to pick it today, I'm probably taking the Nets, man, with with the assumption that that they get the drama figured out. And I know that's a big assumption. That's a long ways to go. But let's say Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant all have their heads on straight, are all getting along, and are all on the court come playoff time, I'm, I would pick the Nets. And I, and I don't know many people, even the people who are disagreeing with us right now on Twitter, Tim, I, I see them, you know, people will say, well, do you think they can beat the Nets? And they're like, no, nah, probably, they're probably better with those big three if they get it straight. And that's a big if. I understand that's a big if, but... If they get if they do get in straight, man, that's that's a real yeah. problem in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That's here's, a real real problem in the Eastern Conference. Well, here would be the balance then. Here here would be the 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 debate if you will. Would you rather have the big your biggest challenge in a given year getting um stud players heads on straight, the mental makeup of, you know, a, a good chunk of your roster or would you ha- rather have the cohesive unit with lesser talent, which are the Bucks right now. That, that it really is what you have to ask yourself. Because you said it, Rami, if they get, if they get right. Well, it's not the physical part. Certainly, they're, they're stud basketball players. Can they, can they function with, with proper chemistry? Can they keep themselves out of trouble off the court? Or would, would you like to have one big happy family, which is maybe physically less talented, but a better unit together. So that would be the debate. That would be the question to ask. We've got to hit a quick break. On the other side, we're going to hear from uh, Packer Hall of Famer, the other number 36, Nick Collins, his conversation with the guys on the Wendy's Big Show. Coming up next, it's Rami and the franchise on 1250 AM The Fan, and we'll be back right after this. Rami and the Franchise, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, your new afternoon show, your new midday show. It's not a new show, but they're new to the middays and new to much of Wisconsin as they are statewide on the big show network. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, the Packer Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler. They had a chance to catch up with Nick Collins, and we bring you that right here, right now on Rami and the Franchise. Ten years ago, Green Bay won a championship against Pittsburgh. It's time to celebrate the 10-year anniversary as the Big Show talks with players from that team. Presented by Network Health Insurance, an Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship Program. All right, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, he is... I don't know if I should call him Packers legend or not. I don't know. You have to be how old you have to be before you're considered a legend. So I don't want to say he's old, but I don't know. I think you're a Packers legend. Nick Collins uh, joins us now. Good afternoon, Nick. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, man, doing good. Yeah, long time no talk. Uh, First things first, uh, let's talk about it being 10 years already. Does it feel like it's been 10 years already since you guys won a Super Bowl? Not at all. Not at all. It seemed like it was just yesterday that we was uh, getting ready to go play for the Super Bowl. 
then to turn around and win it is is like maybe a year ago seems like. <laughs> Nick, can you can you talk about that that run though? Because I mean that that team had a lot of injuries to it, a lot of moving mm-hmm. parts. Yeah, um, I did. We 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 had about a lot of a lot of guys going down that year and bringing guys up, getting them up to speed. And um, but at the same time, the chemistry that we had with the veterans that was able to finish out the season, um, put the, put their arms around the younger guys and got them up to speed. And we went out there and just did what we were supposed to do, and that was win the last four games to get in the playoffs. Then once we got in the playoffs. We was able to, you know, go on the road and and cause hell, and that's what we did, man. We we was a a, a well knitted group that that had a nice bun, and um, to this day, I'm pretty sure you talk to all those guys, and they'll just tell you how special that whole group was from the to, from the top to the bottom. You know, it's funny because uh, doing the show in Milwaukee when we did before we got on the statewide radio network here. Uh, we were doing our show then, and I started calling it the Magic Carpet Ride, and Packer fans were getting angry at me. I was just like, listen, you got like 17 or 18 guys out. You're picking guys up like Howard Green off the street, plugging them in, and he was playing a huge role for you guys. And the Packers this year, Tavon Austin, Snacks Harrison, and so forth, you're able to plug in. And on those special years, those guys obviously work out. I've always been curious, like, what did you guys think of Howard Green when he walked into the locker room and then how it played out going forward? Uh, we knew he was a big body that can help us in the run game and help us um, stop the run. So, you know, we just was like, hey, man, you, if you buy into the system and help us um, on the front end, uh, the secondary going to have you on the back end. That's how it it gelled it it, it together. And um, the linebackers went to him and it was like, if you keep those guys off me and keep the alignment off me and we able to shoot the gaps and go make plays, we're going to make the plays. And that's how it went. And that's how we kind of ran down from all the guys that had to plug in, that we had to plug in to to start uh, playing, and that's how we just broke it down to them. And you know, you had Charles Woodson over there, you know, preaching, um, Don Capers, myself. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was just like I said, man. It was, it was, it was fun. It was just amazing. Like I was just talking to Shaman the other day, and. Um, and we was talking about the Super Bowl, how relaxed we was going into the Super Bowl. Like, we just thought it was just another game. We was playing at Lambo. <laughs> well, there was enough fans there to make you feel that way, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right about that. And what most people don't know, I think, uh, I think Leroy and I, we went out to dinner with you. Was, was that the night before, two nights before? Yeah, and, like nights and I think before. a lot of players, huh? Yeah, I think it was like two nights, two nights before the game. And you're right. There were a lot of other players at the restaurant, and you, you're right. There was kind of like a calming, just vibe over the whole team. That was everybody was just like super chilled and relaxed. Yeah, I think uh, Coach McCarthy did a good job of just, you know, not letting us let that moment get to our heads, and you know, he kept it as simple as routine as possible, and. um it was it was just amazing. Like I said, it was amazing. Talking Super Bowl champion. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, real quick. Talk about the secondary because that secondary you're talking about the back end was outstanding. I mean, I think Sam Shields wasn't even a starter at that particular time. That's how deep nah, you guys he, were. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, you know, you had Charles, you had Tremont, you had um, who else did we have? We had Sam. Myself, we had Charlie Pepper that stepped up. You had PD. Yeah. I think Patrick Lee had to come in that game and, and, and play. Yeah. Jared Bush had. We had to get him up to be the nickel guy once Charles went down. Like we had a lot of depth and a lot of guys was able to come in and, 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 and play a big role in us winning that championship game. Talk with Nick Collins, former Packers safety, Super Bowl champion. Follow him on Twitter at Nick. The picks 36 that joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You know, that year, obviously, especially in the postseason, uh, you think of the Atlanta Falcons game, Aaron Rodgers was just on point uh, in the postseason that year. And then obviously in the Super Bowl against the Steelers. Uh, and 
you look at what Aaron Rodgers is doing this year, Nick, it truly is amazing just how well he's playing at this point. It is, man. That guy is, is very special. Um, you know, he don't listen to the outside noise. He just go out there and just play the game. Um, I think right now what's helping him out a lot, he's having fun. Um, he looked like the old Rodgers that won the Super Bowl for us back in 2010. Like, he's just having fun, and the guys around him having fun. And, and you can tell they, they're a special group as well. So, you know, as long as they have to keep that same energy and that same vibe that they have right now, I think they can uh, uh, win us another championship. Uh, Devontae Adams, I mean, I don't know if I saw him being this. I mean, you look at right now a history of Packers receivers, and there's a lot of good ones. I mean, he could go down to be the best receivers that, that they've had in a long, long time. What's your thoughts on Devontae Adams and how he's elevated his play? Uh, you're absolutely right. I think he is. Once, once it's all said and done, he will go down as the best receiver probably put on the green and goal. Um, just the way uh, he runs the routes, the way he can um, read the zones. It, it, it's amazing what he do, the height, get off the ball, able to get off the ball without you even using his hands, man. Uh, most guys <laughs> have to use their hands to get the separation from the defender and he just using his feet, and it's just the chemistry him and uh, A. Rod have, man. They they just in a, another zone. I think uh, it, it's not bashing none of the other great receivers that I was played played with, um, Driver, Greg, Jordy. The list goes on, and um, I just think Adams right now is on a different different level right now. You know, Nick, when we we talk about this this Packers team and on the defensive side of the ball, the run defense has been something that's been brought up, uh, and they're ranked 11th right now. And going into this game against the Rams, a team that wants to try and run the football, maybe not have Jared Goff throw the ball 35 to 40 games. Uh, how do you feel about this Packers defense heading into this game? Because they've played well here in the last few weeks. They have. They've been play, playing well. Um, I think uh... – that's what you want. If you can, you able to stop their running game and put the ball in golf hands, you are gonna have a great chance of winning that game. And um, they just gotta uh, be aggressive, man. Um, you know, I think sometimes they they kind of play that bend but don't break kind of defense, which is cool for 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 a moment. But you want to go and dominate a game, take over the game, let the let your opponents know like this belongs to us, like. We're on, a, we're on a whole nother level right now. So don't let them just dink and dunk and let them get in the rhythm. And next thing you know, oh, dang, they're in the end zone. So I think you just take it to them right off the rip and let them know that y'all here, show your dominancy, and ride out. You know, our boy, uh, Leroy Butler, now is a, a finalist here for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And of course, he's just dropped off. In any words of, of, of wisdom to our guy, man, I'm so proud, man. It's been it's been a long journey, well deserved. Um, like you, you, you can't wish this for a better person. Wish this on a better person than Leroy Butler. I think he's well deserving of it. And uh, I just, it's been an honor just to, you know, wear his number, be in his presence, and just learn some things from him and not just on the field, off the field, and just life situations. And um, Leroy, your boy is proud of you, and I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you're able to get in this year. Hey, Nick, I, I guess I've never asked this before. We've had you on a bunch, obviously, with all of us, with Gary Leroy and myself. How did that relationship ever begin, to begin with, between you and Leroy? Uh, and then where has it progressed to? Because it sounds like you guys are tight. Oh man, it's always been a bun. Like um, once I got received a number, um, I made sure I, I wanted the organization to get me in touch with Leroy, and we was able to talk, and we created a bun ever since then. Um, I know it's a it's a picture um, that uh, I always look at. Of, of I had got an interception. I forgot what game it was, and uh, Leroy is on the sideline. I go right to him. It might. I don't think it was my first interception, but it it was like one of 
my top five, then I went over there and gave him a big hug. And uh, he was like, keep up the good work, man. So um, every time I'm able to be around him, it's, it's, we, we just talk about football, talk about family and and life situations. And, man, it's just, like I said, it's been, it's been a special bond since they won. Did you get any leap vodka well, yet well, since you guys are so tight? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have. Of course you have. You I do. I do. I figured. Nick yeah. don't drink. Hey man, real hey, quick. Man. So what you up to these days, Nick? Man, what I'm doing, man? Um, I'm coaching high school football down here in Florida at a private school, Lake Highland Preparatory School. Um, my my uh, seven year old played his first year of varsity ball this year, so that was uh quite special to being him being on the same field at the same time. On that on that level, um, then you know, uh, helping out with youth football. Right now, we're getting into baseball. Um, just started a trucking company, me and my uh, wife. So, man, I'm just trying to stay busy. That's it, man. Um, that's all. I, I play a little golf here and there. Try to get up with the guys. <laughs> you know, I, I try to get up with Charles. Try to get up with uh, Patrick Lee, who lives here as well, you know. And I like to talk trash to Devin Hester. That's one of my uh, <laughs> best friends right now because he coached he coached one of my younger sons on, on, for football as well. So we we talk a lot of trash. So so it's been fun. <laughs> There's Nick Collins joining the Wendy's Big Show on the statewide Big Show Network earlier today. They talk to former Packers every Wednesday, and we bring you those conversations right here on the Rami and the Franchise Show on 1250 AM. The fan, I echo everything he said on and off the field about the great Leroy Butler, except for the fact that he got some of that Leap Vodka, and I am still Leap Vodka-less. Hmm. I don't know about you, Tim Allen, but I have not Nothing. tasted. I'm sure it's good, and, you know, I'll, I guess I'll just go into a store and buy some when I move back down to Milwaukee <laughs> at the end of January because uh, I haven't received any word that I'll be getting any Leap Vodka from my good, good friend. Leroy mm. Butler, who I have I advocated for strongly to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But um, still, well, uh, there's other still endorsement for deals for you, Rami. There's other alcohol. You got it. We'll hit a quick break. And on the other side, there's always other alcohol, Tim. That's that's my slogan in life. On the other side of that break, is this the, is this the biggest challenge the Packers will face on the road to the Super Bowl? We'll discuss why that may be right after this. It's Rami and Tim on 1250 AM The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> 